Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book 10 minutes at a time. Next 10 minutes, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 to 21. You were just looking at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 21, and you said something off camera that I'm going to make you say on oh, camera. Oh, Say it. There is a section in this passage where the author is talking about the law, as he does, and he uses a couple of adjectives that I think are really, really strong. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, man, imagine if we used these adjectives. I said the, the phrase I used, it was intentional. Imagine if we repeated these words in the congregation. Because in our community, no surprise, as some of the Adventists, we have a high estimation of the law. Mm -hmm. The law is holy and righteous and good, I think, is one of the things that we like to repeat. Biblical. Yep. And another thing that's biblical is this description of verse 18. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. And how accurate of a descriptor of my life in that, attempting to keep the law, highly esteem the law, all good and great, and yet completely useless and weak and had the had a complete inability to make me perfect. Yeah, that's like getting a it's like being in a wilderness mm -hmm. and you have to be a survivor. Have you seen the show Alone? Is this the like same on the one as Naked Channel? and Alone? No, 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 no. This one Alone is Of course, is where you would never watch that as a pastor. What, Naked and Alone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a survival no. show called Naked and Alone. Yeah, they just I've drop seen... people off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they're like naked. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of the pixelation. I've never watched this show, yeah, but I've yeah, heard yeah. that it's a concept. I'm like, that's a dope concept. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen an episode or two of that because I remember somebody drinking their own urine. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to get... If it came I down to it, it, would you do that? If you okay, had to? so continuing on, <laughs> have you seen the show alone? Is actually you have survivalists, experts okay. in survival that get dropped off in some of the most remote places, right? Like uh, episode eight was just, uh, season eight was somewhere in Canada. They've had Mongolia, Patagonia, wow. and it is 
incredible. I mean, these people are out there 60, 70, 80. One season was 100 days with wow. only 10 items that they get to bring. And, of course, they got clothing and whatnot, but, like, 10 items to help them survive. Like a flint or a pocket knife. 100%. Like okay. a, a, a bow and arrow, right? Like, um, And these people are out there, like, surviving. Jeez. Like, f- legit. Is this the one where they just, like... Here's a camera. You film yourself. 100%. Oh, wow. And then we're going to leave you in yeah. the most remote places. And some of these people come in and lose 30% of their body fat Jeez. over the course of time. People have extreme mental breakdowns because of the loneliness. Other people thrive mentally while deteriorating bodily, um, hallucinating. Just Some people leave completely transformed. But everybody's missing food. Everybody <laughs> wants food. Sure. Everybody wants food. There's actually one season... This one guy, um, I think it might have been season five. He's he's receiving the announcement that he's won, right? And what's he, the prize money for this? Five hundred thousand dollars. That is not enough money to subject <laughs> maybe <laughs> to have a chance that you don't even guarantee. Well, Justin, you just let me know you never really been broke, bro. <laughs> Five hundred thousand. That's no, not no, enough no. money. No, I just have an accurate assessment of my survival skills. Hey, y'all, let me look y'all in the camera. <laughs> Justin's never been broke, bro. <laughs> right? So. Um, this guy, he the medical team shows up mm-hmm. under the guise of checking him out medically. But from behind him, his wife is coming up to him. Oh. He doesn't know his wife is behind him, right? Tear jerker moment. Tear jerker moment. Absolutely. They do this at the end. You imagine if in that moment, right, prior to this dude's talking about his wife and he has a picture of his wife, and the picture of his wife has been sustaining him as he actually Ooh. has been going through three months. Is that good? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the only thing that's keeping him going if he's motivated to have five hundred thousand dollars for his wife and his children to give him a better life a picture of his wife and his children as the motivator of what he's actually doing is that good absolutely he's probably considering throwing the towel giving up calling it quits but because of the hope of this thing yep he endures but he's wasting away oh man but it's still worth it because of of the love and, and the value of this family and then on that day he turns around and who's behind him? His family. His wife. His mm. children right now. And this Not regard, in their children weren't there, but his wife was there. But to take the illustration further, if his wife shows up with a basket of food, hugs him, and feeds him, would you say that the picture was terrible? Hmm. Would you say that the picture that held him and sustained him was bad? Hmm. Would you just crumple up the picture and throw it away? Hmm. No, you'd probably go home. Frame Take that, that picture, frame it, <laughs> yeah. and put it as the most incredible thing that kept you going. And then you would turn and you look at your wife and you look at your children and you're thankful for everything that they are in the flesh. And you mm. would say, they are so much better than that, yeah. but I'm thankful for that. So it's it's maybe in a sense, or maybe not in any sense, it is hyperbole. It's a comparison. In comparison, the photo to the family is nowhere near as good. And yet it is still good. It's still good. But so it like, would be a mistake to continually look at the photo to the exclusion of the real thing. Yeah, yeah. If every single morning this dude, now in the new life, he has $500,000, he built himself a new home, his kids are thriving. If every morning he got up and worshipped the picture and was like, thank you so much, picture, because you kept me going. And his <laughs> wife and children are at the We're right here. table Join us for breakfast. with food. And they're like, bruh. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the degree of what... Um, Hebrews chapter 7 is introducing verse 11, 7, 11. Now, perfection had not been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law. Mm. So while they were literally out in the wilderness 
and it was doing a good job. They received the law. Yeah. And what was the law? It was an image of what God was all about. And it was a revelation of what was to come. The law would train them up in righteousness, but it would also keep them safe and secure mm. from unrighteousness on the outside so that Messiah could come. So in, in the same way that this photo is sustaining this man while he's out there in the wilderness, and it's a promise of a reunification, it's a promise of this beautiful moment that they get to share together, it's a promise of intimacy again, it's a promise of security and sustainability, mm -hmm. in the same way the law in the wilderness was doing this for them. Very much so, and the Levites are actually ministering according to this promise. The Levites are actually offering service each and every single day according to this revelation of God of what will in fact come. However, much like the picture, the Levitical services and the law can't actually give life. Hmm. It's good, but it's useless in the real regard of what Mm. Ought to come right. That's, that picture is good unto hope, but it can't give life. Yeah, so that's good. So it is, uh, as as the text says, it is weak and useless. Yeah, and it's good. They're not mutually They're exclusive. Not mutually exclusive. That's why verse twelve. For when there is a change, right in the priesthood, mm -hmm. there is necessarily a change in the law as well. And people ah. have struggled on. It's like, well, well, what are you talking about? Like, you're just doing away with the law? No, the Bible says there's a change. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to do for you, especially for my beloved Adventists. It's like, you're just doing away with the law. No, the Bible literally says <laughs> there's a change. there is a change. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Now, yeah. somebody's going to say, well, that's just the ceremonial law. No, that's a theological invention that you use in order to uphold the Sabbath mm. so that it still works. And listen, the Sabbath's still dope. Hebrews 4, still, it's still got value, but... It's not the point. And let me just make a caveat. I'm going to look into the camera. This one? Yeah. Okay. Listen, y'all, to my beloved Seventh-day Adventist. You can like push in real yeah. nice and slow for a dramatic effect. To my beloved Seventh-day Adventist, we do not hold fast to the Sabbath because the fourth commandment. We hold fast to the Sabbath because it was given to us in creation. The fourth commandment merely reminds us of that fact. That's very important. We do not keep the Sabbath merely because of the fourth commandment. The Sabbath is a reality because of creation. The fourth commandment reminds us of that fact. All right, continuing on. You feel good? You feel right? good? You're glad you got that off your chest? It's always, always. Because <laughs> every time this real, oh, you're doing away with the law. What about the Sabbath? Whatever. Hey, y'all, calm down. The Sabbath was present way before the law was given. Yes. Like, be at peace. Like, cool. Law, good, awesome. But that's not the main reason why. Uh, yeah. Then now I know we're going to get other folks. Oh, well, the Sabbath is done. Hey, listen, y'all. That's a whole other thing. I think we have episodes on this before. Sure. Right? Where yeah. I say, hey, you tell me one seven-day cycle in the history of the world where the Sabbath hasn't come. <laughs> And then we could chat. I feel like we're re uh, we're inventing the other side of the argument because I don't really actually think that many people are going to say, oh, no, no. Ah, well, there's somebody in the comments like, oh, just the one right? person, though. And I, I'm concerned about that one, that one person, person, right? Jonathan loves you. Yeah, man. He sees you in like, the comments. Listen, man, if you don't hold fast to the Sabbath, well, just let us weaker brothers hold on to it, right? <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Romans, what, 14? Uh, whatever yep, it is, yep, right? Yep, yep. Which is weaker brothers. Who hold on okay, to Okay, now you got me joining in on this conversation because I got that comment in one us, of my, my TikTok or Instagram videos. They're like, but doesn't Romans 14 say this, this, and this? And let every man... It's like, yeah, it does say that. But you also know what one word is surprisingly absent from the entire book of Romans? Sabbath. Uh, Not mentioned once. Yeah. Whole book, not mentioned. So what do you mean to say in that regard? 
to, 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 to say that maybe that's not the point he was oh, trying yeah, to 100%. make in the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you are reading into the, well, because of Romans, uh, Paul said this, therefore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's not I don't want to, that's a whole other rabbit trail. See, that's how you pulled me into yeah, the argument. Yeah. But it's the thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, somebody, oh, this thing's done away with this thing. Like, no, no, no. We, if At least allow this. Let us to be the weaker brothers. But what what we you're seeing fast. on display is remnants and vestibules of the old Jonathan and Justin who like to have these kind of theological oh, 100%. arguments. <laughs> 100%. So we apologize. Yeah, Let's yeah. get back to the text. Let's keep back to the, so the text says there's a change in the law. Well, what law is this? Okay. The law is clear in Romans 8. Hmm. For the law of the spirit of life mm-hmm. has set you free from the law David, of sin David Fernandez, I love you, but death. I can't take the call. Yeah, sorry, David. The law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Yeah. And who brings the law of the spirit of life? Melchizedek. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that brings bread mm-hmm. and wine. Ooh. So now we're pulling it all back together. We're not just starting ad hoc from the law. Mm-hmm. We're bringing the former context. Melchizedek is this figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is lording over. Uh, maybe that, I don't know if that's He's the king of righteousness king. and he sits in the city of peace. And in comparison to... The Levites who are actually ministering a a, a service that is a prophetic uh, implementation of what will come. In, in comparison to them, far superior. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the analogy or the, 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 what the author of Hebrews, what the pastor of Hebrews is bringing in is that when you look at Melchizedek, who is greater than Abraham, mm-hmm. he is a prefiguring of Jesus, who is greater than Abraham. And what Jesus does is greater than what the law could do, because the law was useless. But now this new figure, right, as seen is in Melchizedek, <laughs> is useful. He can do what the law could not do. Uh-huh. And another distinction is that the Levites that would actually minister and work according to the law came from the tribe of mm. Levi, you know, through the family of Aaron. But Melchizedek and Jesus does not, because mm. he came from Judah, right? Uh-huh. And he's a descendant from Judah. And in connection with that, the tribe, that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests, right? Verse 15, this becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest, not on the basis of a legal requirement concerning bodily descent. So that the Levites, they served because they were from the, uh, uh, from the clan of Aaron in the tribe of Levi. So they served according to the sanctuary to try to point to this reality. However, Melchizedek has now come. Like Jesus is here, the true king of righteousness, mm-hmm. who will actually sit in the true king, the city of peace. And he reigns over all of these things, not mm-hmm. through a mere legal requirement, but through the power of an indestructible life. Yeah, that's freaking dope. Uh, If you didn't get to that landing point, the question I was going to ask you is like, all right, Jonathan, big claim. Jesus comes in, supersedes all these other things, bring it back to its original intention. How do we know? Because it's a crazy radical claim. How do you know that it is in fact true? Because Jesus is alive. Yeah. And he's resurrected. Yeah. And since he's resurrected, he actually is the fulfillment of all of these things. Verse 18. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness Hmm. for the law made nothing perfect and that law go to there's a first corinthians 3 go to romans 7 go to so many places that law is the 
whole of the Torah, right? Like it is holy, righteous, and good. It is good unto instruction and righteousness. This is all good. All scriptures, God breathed, good for uh, 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 correctness, correction, right? instruction, That's and righteousness. All good. Yeah. However, it is useless to give life. It cannot give life. This is Galatians. It cannot give life. It's good, but it can't give life. The picture is beautiful. The reality is way better, mm. right? And because that, the law cannot make anything perfect. But a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God, right? Mm -hmm. Ephesians 2, 18. Through the same spirit, we too have access to God. Mm -hmm. The two now have access to God through the same spirit, right? And this was not without an oath. For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath. But this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. And that is reference to Psalm uh, 110, I think, verse 4. Where this is what the prophecies were all about. This mm. is what the law was pointing towards, right? Mm. This is what Paul highlights in Romans 3.21. Now, our righteousness has been revealed apart from the law, mm. although the law and the prophets testified unto it. Like, so, it's here. You saw it. Like, Melchizedek was a figure of it. Jesus is it. Yeah. That's super cool. So in the same way that Melchizedek is, a, is the, the high priest... There is another system of priests, but he's apart from the system of priests. In the same way, this righteousness that's revealed in the person of Jesus is apart from, distinct from, separate. Maybe this is the reason why he's the king of yeah. righteousness. Right. And you see how, um, when you take the analogy of the picture mm -hmm. that the survivor was looking Great at. Great story, by the way. Thank you. Did you, you just pull that out of a hat? I've been watching alone. <laughs> <laughs> so you take that picture and then you see the wife. Uh -huh. what, is, what is the similarity between the two? They're the same image. Yeah. But one of them is actually in flesh. One of them is just the image. Printed on on, on uh paper. paper, right? This is the same thing that's going on with the law. When you look at the law, what is this? The image. Yes, yeah, the image. Like it actually portrays the character of God and who he is, but it's on stone. It can't mm. give life. But Jesus is the fulfillment of this. He's not tossing it away. He's like, look here. I am the fulfillment. I am the embodiment. I am what this was trying to tell you about. Hmm. Right? So in that way, verse 22, this makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because he is the thing in flesh. And to remember, Jesus is not the law in flesh. I always want to reverse that. The law is an uh, example of righteousness in stone. Hmm. Repeat that again. Jesus is not the law in flesh, mm -hmm. right? Primarily. Mm -hmm. The law is the righteousness of God in stone. Oh. Right? Because we it, the subtlety here is that we give priority to the to law. The law. Like, like Jesus is the embodiment of all the principles. And it's like, no, no, no. All the principles are just a descriptor of who he is. 100%. Yeah. That, 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 that's <laughs> the principles are a description of him. He is not now that thing. Like the law jumped off of the stone. It, it, it's not as though flesh. that God existed within code. And then all of a sudden, like he had this AI system. And now he's, oh, now we got to print all the code. No, the, the coding is a description of the reality. Yeah, the law is a description of who he is. Yeah. Right? It's not the other way around, right? Mm. They're together. They go together hand in hand, right? Um, I like to say that the law, the law is unto righteousness like husk is unto corn. Okay. Right? Just husk right is really, really helpful. Yeah. It's very important. For corn to grow. Are you all of a sudden like this agricultural? Well, I lived in Southwest Michigan for a while oh, okay. back in cornfields, so I saw <laughs> okay. it happen. 
at some point you actually the the corn's great. Yeah. I mean the husk is great. You need it. You need it. It's important. But at some point you try to chew on that. <laughs> it does what it's supposed to do, and then the thing is the corn, yeah. right? The law is great. Like it, it, it stewards and matures righteousness, right? Like it, it does all. But at some point, you actually need true righteousness, and yeah. the law can't give it to you. Hmm. You have to actually eat something, take it in. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so Jesus is this because the whole point is Jesus, not the husk, hmm. right? So Jesus is the guarantor of a better covenant. Absolutely, man. And now again, I think, like if I have, and this is an appeal to my Seventh Day Adventist audience. Like if this makes you nervous, you're like, well, I don't know. I grew up with <laughs> Just put, your, put yourselves in the shoes of the Hebrews. One hundred percent, yes. Because <laughs> we only got one of those things that we hold in high esteem. Bro. They had every single one of them. Bro, put, your, <laughs> put yourself in the shoes of the Hebrews, and Paul is literally taking their whole world. I mean, the author of Hebrews, the pastor of Hebrews, literally taking everything and just, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and then he's like, oh no, but this was it the whole time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I love it. Like, I mean, you know, how often have we been in churches, you uh-huh, and I, uh-huh. and like, oh, well, what you guys are saying, this is some newfangled theology. It's like, yo, have an appreciation for if it feels like this thing is coming into your little gerbil cage and moving it around, <laughs> think about what Paul does every time he steps into a synagogue. This is why they wanted to kill the dude. 100%. Like, Man. you know, mm-hmm. kill him. And, and yet, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to just say, hold on to the photo. It's really, really good. Your wife is standing right there behind you. And you're like, I'm not going to turn around because I got the photo. Like, stop with the photo. There's a much better thing for you. Nope. And only a fool who's stubborn and unwilling to listen is going to keep the photo in lieu of the real thing. 100%. Right? There's a real and thing. So Jesus, Jesus is better. The righteousness that the law intended for us is the righteousness that only Jesus can actually put inside of us. Yeah. The righteousness that the law intended for us, and although it was dope, is the righteousness that Jesus intended for us. Matter of fact. Oh, is this the time for that? I know what that whistle means. You guys are listening to this whistle. You have no clue what this whistle means. There's a context behind here. And I think that something profound, not profound, something very exciting is about to happen. I don't know if she can hear me. Well, she might have her ears. Through the beauty of editing, we'll cut real quick. And this next thing that's about to happen, very exciting. Here we go. Here, not. She can. can Oh, no, no. Let her. Yeah. Yeah. Come here. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe for the first time on the move. <laughs> the one, oh, yeah, 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 here we go. Mrs. Tiffany Leon, Leonardo, right? So, oh, boy. So right there, like, this is a picture of my wife, right? If I got this picture of my wife, I'm like, man, I love my wife so much. It is so dope to have this picture. At night, I just, oh, man, my wife. <laughs> However, if I just turn, boom, there she is, live in the flesh. Do I love the picture? Sure. The picture is great, right? But what would I prefer? This or this? I prefer the company of my wife way more because this is the reality of it, right? So let us, this is what Paul's saying. He's like, cool, really, really dope. Great, we esteem it. Matter of fact, we actually put it on a shelf and honor it to some degree. Like, when we love it, right? Is it here, No, it's over here. <laughs> and yet, the real thing is so much better. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much, love. Thank Very you so well. much. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Tiffany Leonardo. Tiffany Leonardo in the flesh. <laughs> so, uh, G is the guarantee of a better covenant. I guess that's where we'll pick it up next time. Yes, yes, we will. All right.